Hello, this is Rhett Bartlett, and this audio is of 3LO's broadcast of Sydney or South Melbourne versus Collingwood Round 8, 1982, on the 16th of May. The commentators include Graeme Smokey Dawson, special comments from Gareth Andrews, and also former Richmond and Port Melbourne player John Caulfield. This audio was provided to me by Tony Curtis, who taped it directly off the radio upon its initial broadcast, and those tapes were stored away for some 40 years, and I just managed to digitise this tape as well. So thank you to Rob Sinclair for helping to digitise this tape. So let's go to the second quarter at the SCG. Here's 3LO's broadcast. Because it's going to give them the opportunity to make the five. Ian Robinson to bounce the ball for the start of the second term. The bounce favours Allender going back towards the Maggie's goal. He palms it down towards right. Dennis Carroll takes position. The ball is held to him. No, not held to him. He didn't make any effort to get the ball away. So a free kick to Graham Allen for Collingwood right in the centre of the ground. Allen plays with the left boot towards away. The centre half forward. Ackley thumps it away. The bounce favours Banks. Banks gathers. He gets around one South Melbourne player, runs back the other way, kicks a left foot snap at goal, and he misses. My word, he did a lot of hard work to get a free shot at goal, and then was forced to kick with a left boot and missed. First score in the first 30 seconds of the second term are behind to Collingwood, who are 3-5-23, trailing the Swans, who are 5-7-37. Up towards the centre of the ground, over the shoulder, Peart infringes on the Tony Morwood. And he's got the free coming down to centre half back. Straight down the centre of the ground he goes, looking for Evans. Taylor in front spoils well, but Evans recovers beautifully with superb play. Hand passes across the right. Good understanding, those two guys. The kick by right into the forward pocket. Barry round on his chest. Yeah, under opposition from Stewart, who was a good player in attack for Collingwood, but has had to have been moved into defence. And little Fashini, who obviously heard that Barry round was coming and tried to get out of the road, and they almost collided. Uh, with uh, disastrous effects for both sides. Round on the angle, about 45 metres out, about a 60 degree angle, out in front of the hill, the main scoreboard, the long kick by Barry Round, is a goal. That's his fourth. Well, Barry really is fired up today. And uh, you wouldn't have been too confident in previous years backing Barry Round to kick that one, but uh, made no mistake. And so the Swans move away to lead 6-7-43. Collingwood 3-5. 23, the Swans by 20 points, two minutes, second term at the Sydney Cricket Ground. What great play by the South Melbourne small players then, particularly um, Evans and Stevie Wright. They made the play and it was a courageous mark by round too and it was a good goal because it was a long way out. Back to centre bounce, Teasdale and Allender. Allender gets it, Nisham being held but Tony Shaw gets the kick, kicks it up towards centre half forward, knocked on there by the Magpies but safe defence here by Rod Carter as he pushes the ball out wide towards where Rhys Jones steadies, picks the ball up on the run, he's got 10 metres, gets the hand pass across to Neesham, Neesham walks around his opponent, Miles steadies, puts it up towards the half forward flank, but coming out again is Tony Shaw, Tony Shaw shrugs off a tackle, gets the slap across the head, and he'll take a free kick, in comes umpire, but uh, no... Uh, no quarter was held there, taken up towards where Teasdale coming off it with it again. Reese Jones, he gets a push in the back, a kick in the head, and he'll take a free kick. I don't say the kick in the head was deliberate, but uh, he certainly copped one, and uh, the umpire Robinson saw it, and Reese Jones gets a 15-metre penalty now. 
Because the Sydney Swans supporters love him up here, Gareth. David Reese Jones. Well, he's uh, he's a he's a player with plenty of skill and plenty of spirit. A good player to have in a side, and the Swans are certainly well serviced by David Reese Jones. His kick, however, is taken by Peart in defence for the Magpies. He's kicking it up towards the half forward flank, but safe in defence there again for the Swans. Marking on his chest in a pack of players is David Ackley. Ackley kicking it up towards centre half forward. Peart up, goes over his head. Chance here for Bernie Evans as the ball's held to him. I think it was Wayne Carroll there, and the umpire, umpire. Ian Robinson again will come in and bounce. Centre half forward for the Swans. Ian Robinson puts the ball down. Round rucking against Teasdale who wins out but Evans tried to take it away. Graham Allen does so for Collingwood. Threads the long hand pass away to uh, Smith. Smith kicks the ball back towards the wing position. The clever mark taken by Wally Lovett. Lovett right down from the forward pocket on the wing position. Gets around Ackley. Drives the ball in towards half forward. Flying from behind uh, was Derek Shaw. Browning to tidy up. Kicks the ball cleverly across the ground. On the ground for the Swans is Winbank, who cleverly finds teammate in Smith. Smith to Tony Morwood. Morwood to Braddy. Braddy uh, fakes the hand pass, gives it out to Stevie Wright, who's got space. Left foot snap at goal. Offline. Barry Round told us that. As soon as he put boot the ball, Barry Round directing a bit of traffic. As Craig Stewart will kick in, the Swans are 6 8 44. Collingwood 3 5 23. Five minutes gone, second term. Stewart comes across to the Barongal stand side. But uh, it's all South Melbourne. Reese Jones and Tony Moore would spoil one another. Hanging on to Graham Allen. He must get a free kick. Point of the square in defence. Graham Allen for Collingwood will take the free kick. Allen, former Fitzroy player, left footer with the ball now for the Magpies. Putting them back into attack. Let's see what they can do with this attacking move. It is up there towards Dacos, but taken off the pack by Mark Browning. Long hand pass across the Nisham. He balks around the player. Taken here by Stevie Wright. Stevie Wright with a long shot to goal. And it's through. Great goal by Stevie Wright from between centre-half forward and the centre. A magnificent kick. You can kick them here on the Sydney cricket ground. And Stevie Wright showed how. So the Swans go further ahead. 7-8-50, the Swans to Collingwood, 3-5-23. What great play by um, Browning on the half-back flank. Uh, on both occasions that uh, South have just gone forward, Stephen Wright has, uh, has had the shot for goal. Missed one, got one, but Browning made the play on both occasions, and it was, it was interesting to notice that it was acknowledged by most of his teammates. Gee, well. he's a great user of the ball, John, isn't he? He is. He's a very good player, Browning. Tapped down by Teasdale. Went through the legs of Ania. Braddy goes after it. He's nullified. Tony Shaw comes to it, but Braddy was grabs his umpire, Howe, and he'll get the free kick just inside the centre square. Tony Shaw holding onto the footy, but then throws it back okay. Oh, wobbly old kick by uh, Braddy up towards full forward. Tony Moore knocked the ball down, but McCormack, oh, he kicked the ball out of bounds on the fall. Near the behind post. By word, he kicked it the wrong way. Under a lot of pressure, and it's Fashini taking the free for the Swans. And uh, umpire Howe comes in, and the man on the mark, Ray Burns, is only about three metres from the behind post. And he runs around to decrease the angle, screws it back, but uh, he hooked it too much. So the third behind for Silvio Fashini... The Swans are starting to get on top. They go to 7-9-51. Leading Collingwood, who are 3-5-23. Seven minutes, second term here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. It's a magnificent day in Sydney. Not a breath of wind and not a cloud in the sky. A beautiful day. Temperature around about 21 degrees and a crowd of uh, over 22,000, says our technical producer, Ronnie Minogue. And Collingwood in a lot of trouble as Craig Stewart kicks in again for the Magpies. He kicks it out wide. In front there, 
with the Magpies. Uh, well, Bert, Bernie Evans with the ball now. Stevie Wright, sorry. Stevie Wright and Stevie Wright on the half forward flank for the Swans. Puts it out wide to Barry Round. Barry Round with an opportunity, but the ball beats him over the boundary line. Right Round used his body magnificently there as he got Stewart out of the way, but the ball beat them both, and it's now thrown in deep in the Swans forward pocket as it's tapped away there by Fellows for Collingwood. And umpire Howe will come in and bounce the ball as the two ruckmen got all over each other. Fellows and Round, the ball's up there as it's knocked over the boundary line by Graham Allen. And umpire Howe has seen an infringement against Allen and a chance for the Magpies to come out of defence again. They'll be relieved as the long kick from Allen up towards the wing position. A flying pack of players, all swans, but taken there by Tony Shaw, but in defence there, Mark Browning pushes it across to Fashini. Into attack again by the Swans. A chance here, however, for Collingwood as it's pushed over the boundary line in the forward in the Swans forward pocket, pushed over by Andrew Smith for Collingwood. And the Swans doing all the attacking. And again we ask, where is the Collingwood forward line? Because every time it goes up there, the attack is repulsed. Taken again from the throw-in by Collingwood as it's kicked up towards the wing position. Getting in front is Greg Smith for the, the Swans, but knocked out of his hands by courageous little Wally Lovett. And the ball out of bounds right in front of our broadcasting position. Centre wing here in the, the, the Sydney cricket ground with the Swans. 7-9-51, Collingwood 3-5-23. Fellows and uh, Allender exactly tried to get the ball out but umpire Robinson said it's mine right below us the Swans just slightly into attack the ball is bounced by Robinson the bounce favors Allender Williams tries to palm it down Bernie Evans comes in for the Swans is able to get the hand pass to Ackley Ackley will give it across to Browning and Browning sees he's a little bit free so with that raking left foot kick have a look at that right in fact he's kicked the behind he kicked that ball from well in the center square doesn't kick the ball far John does he it's a beautiful <laughs> kick of the ball. That, that ball travelled uh, 80 yards and uh, it almost scored. It just goes to show how far up the ground he is at the moment when he can put uh, South Melbourne so far into attack. 7-10-52 to 3-5-23. It's all the Swans at the moment, but a free kick to uh, Ricky Barham, who's come back onto this Barongal stand side after starting the second quarter on the other side of the ground. He plays it just over the centre. Who's that man, Browning, tidying up so beautifully across the half-back line, again with a penetrating kick to set a half-forward round. Has a nice tap away there by, uh, by uh, Stewart, but a lovely bit of anticipation by Fashuni. He's snap at goal. The Swan supporters down there tell us he's missed. And Silvio Fashuni off target today has kicked four behinds in the Swan score of 7-11-53. Collingwood 3-5-23. So the Swans lead by 30 points at the 15-minute mark of the second term. Another lovely kick by Stuart Williams. Marks unopposed. A few uh, Swans players went to sleep. And Nallander was a bit reluctant to even get on the mark. Wobbly old kick by uh, Williams up towards half-forward. There's a Collingwood mark. Not paid to Tony Shaw. The hand pass comes out quickly. Chance for Miles. Kick at goal. And I think he may have just missed. He has. Miles has gone back onto the other wing. And they go to 3-6-24, Collingwood. Swans, 7-11-53, a 29-point lead to the Swans at the 16-minute mark of the second term. It's interesting to note that uh, even when Collingwood take possession of the ball, there's no players running past, and the players just seem to be punting it up the ground um, 
with not a lot of enthusiasm. It's marvellous. I guess they're playing without confidence, and as a result of this, they're looking very poor at the moment. Cruz with the ball on the half-back flank for the Swans from the kick-out from Browning, but the boot ball is smothered off Cruz's boot and rolls back over the boundary line and will be thrown in. Fellows in there rucking for Collingwood. Gets the ball down in front of him. Chance for Tony Shaw holding the ball, but he finally gets rid of it. As a player jumps over, hangs onto another player's shoulder, and it's Graham Allen who had his the Swans player using him as a step ladder. He will take the free kick, puts it up, but coming out safely in defence again are the Swans. Great play there by Morwood, Paul Morwood, as he puts it up towards where Pitt punches it away for the Magpies. Finally taken here by Andrew Smith for Collingwood. He gets onto his left foot, puts the Magpies up forward again, about three players to two in the Swans' favour, but finally comes away to where the opportunist Dacos with a long shot for goal, puts it across the face of goal and through for one behind. Chance there for Dacos because the only player there up in the forward line was Graham Teasdale for the Magpies, but Dacos had a shot, it was wide, and Collingwood, when they need to score goals, are still only scoring points. 3-7-25, Collingwood, they trail the Swans, 7-11-53, as the kick-in comes in again, and Collingwood's Banks knocks it over to Lovett. Lovett with a chance now as he pushes it up uh. on, his four, on his left foot, but safely in defence for the Swans is Cruz, and Cruz puts the ball out. He tries the other flank, and it was a good choice because out there is Mark Browning for the Swans, who pushes it up towards the centre of the ground. Bernie Evans and Taylor. Taylor gets the ball cleverly, hand passes back to Peart. Peart comes through the centre of the ground. The long raking left foot kick up towards full forward. Cruz drops the sitter, goes back after it, dives on the football umpire. Robinson comes in and calls for a bounce about 30 metres out from the Magpies goal. They've done a little bit of attacking in the last five minutes. But they've just managed a couple of behinds. 3-7-25, Collingwood trailing the Swans, 7-11-53. From that tap away, holding the ball into incorrect uh, disposal. Free kick to the Swans going against Dacos to Paul Morwood. Morwood between fullback and set of half back plays it across the ground looking for Big Allender. But he's outpointed on that occasion. Uh, looked like young fellows who wasn't paid. Ball comes to ground. Banks gathers for Collingwood. Drives him back into attack. Teasdale. Couldn't quite hold the mark just inside the line. Wasn't Teasdale up there? Who was it? Long way away. Graham Allen. Thank you, Stan. Boundary throw in 30 metres from the behind post. Up goes Teasdale. Taps the ball away. Dacos goes in, trying to burst his way through his carter. He gets a hand pass away that goes over the line and out of bounds for a throw in. Makes a few metres, 40 metres or so from that behind post. They don't look much on their forward line, do they, Graham? Not the much. Magpies. Not much system or merit or cohesion. Beecroft pushes the ball down and is going to get a free kick. Teasdale standing near where that uh, throw-in took place. Hipped him out, Graham, as he was going up to the ball. So Beecroft with the free kick now. Coming out of defence for the Swans. A great kick by Beecroft looking up there towards... Braddy punched away by Braddy. Good play, but Peart coming in onto his left foot for the Magpies. Up forward again. Chance there for Banks. Off his hands. In here now is Tony Shaw for the Magpies. He'll run around two opponents. Gets it across to Williams. Miles. Miles, Miles with a snap for goal. But it's wide again. And the Magpies, they've been up on that forward line in the last five minutes. But they're failing to score goals. In fact, they move on to 3-8, which is pretty poor kicking when they need to score goals. 3-8, 26 Collingwood to the Swans, 7-11, 53. 
We've played 13, 14 minutes in this second quarter. And uh, a penalty against Teasdale is for not uh, being far enough back with the kick in taking place. Cruz puts it over the centre. Up high was Braddy, couldn't hold the mark. Free kick uh, going to uh, Peart, who's been a pretty good defender at centre-half back for a high tackle. Gets the hand pass to Taylor. Up to centre-half forward, lovely thump away by Beecroft. Miles knocks the ball forward. Beecroft thumps it back, playing a bit of basketball. Comes out to Anea. He has a shot for goal. And you wouldn't want to know, he's missed that time by a country kilometre. 2-1 to John Anea, speaking of the country. Let's uh, say good day to the Portland Bear. Hope he's enjoying the broadcast. 3-9-27, Collingwood, 7-11-53. Winbanks is on, and who went off? Uh, Stephen Allender for the Swans. The ball kicked in. Peart, a good effort, not paid. Hand pass uh, straight up in the air there by Nisham. The ball this time uh, coming out towards Brady, but Tony Shaw got one right across the chops as he slipped the hand pass to Barham. Umpire Robinson comes in and has a word to David Rees-Jones. What's going to happen now? Umpire Robinson said, hang on now, the ball is going back to Tony Shaw. And he'll take the free kick with the Magpies just into attack. The Swans, 7-11-53. Collingwood, 3-9-27. It's a 26-point lead to the Swans at the 20-minute mark, a 15-minute mark of the second term. As the ball's kicked up there and it's punched away, great defensive play there by Rod Carter. And over the boundary line, 20 metres away from the Collingwood left foot. Pocket as the ball's thrown in, knocked away there by Teasdale. Scrimmage of players coming out of the ball is Bernie Evans. Stephen Wright for the Swans. He gets a free kick for a push in the back. And poor play there by the Collingwood forward line again. They've got to keep the ball up in that forward line. And it was a pathetic, pathetic attempt that time. The long kick out there by the Swans to Cruz. Cruz with it now all the time in the world to Mark Browning. Mark Browning gets it out wide to Neesham. Neesham will look up forward to Fasini. Great players, Fasini. Again on his own. Gets the hand pass across to Paul Morwood. Morwood running into an open goal. Man misses. It's a goal. It's a goal. Well, the way uh, Barry Round ran across the front of goal and the goal umpire ran across. I thought he had missed, but great play by the South Melt by the Swan side. And um, they go further ahead. 8-11-59. To Collingwood, 3-9-27, 18 minutes gone. What great play by South Melbourne. This is their ability, their small men, to move the ball quickly, and I'm afraid they're catching Collingwood flat-footed, and Collingwood really do look as though they're in trouble. They're in total disarray on their forward line. The uh, South Melbourne defenders have been able to dictate the play, and uh, I don't know what they can do, but they've certainly got to get a few more attacking players down on that forward line to see if they can get a few goals on the board. From the bounce, uh, it's Barham going after it with great pace, but by Jingo, he's met someone with a fair bit of toe too in Bernie Evans. Oh, he takes it off Barham and cleverly drives it in. Barry Round worried by the sun, outmarked by Stewart. Lovely mark that by Craig Stewart in the last line of defence. The second week in a row, we've seen him do a sterling job back there. Oh, he goes for a dangerous hand pass to Smith. Beautifully tackled by Tony Morwood. Should have been penalised, should have been Smith. Round comes in, reefs the ball away. And uh, umpire Robinson comes in and calls for a bounce. But unlucky Tony Moore then, uh, John? Yes, he was. Yes. Good tackle. Yes, it was a good tackle, and I guess the umpire was a little bit nervous to give it so, for us, so close in front of goal. It's teased out around. Tony Shaw, clever hand pass, goes across. Tata kicks Collingwood out of trouble, but straight back to the centre, onto the chest of Big. 
and Barry Beecroft on the grandstand wing. This is Barry Beecroft for the Swans to drive them back into a tackle. Lovely long kick down towards full forward. Round comes out. He's outnumbered. The umpire's seen a free for a push, and it is a free to the Swan skipper. Well, Ian Robinson, we just said, was a little reluctant to pay a free in front of goal. And there was one plucked out of the air to the Swan skipper, Barry Round. He's kicked four, three in the first quarter, one so far in the second term. 40 metres out, slight angle, he comes in, the drop punt on its way to go, and umpire doesn't move for too much, but he hits the post. Right into the top of the post, so Barry Round blots his copybook with his first behind, and the Swans go to 8-12-60, leading Collingwood 3-9-27, as McCormack kicks into the outer side, looking for big Wes Fellows. Oh, good mark by Dennis Carroll, who got in front. And isn't he a skilled player on that wing? And there are a lot of skilled players in the Swan side at the moment as they lead by 33 points. And Dennis Carroll with an opportunity to push the ball right up onto that full forward line again. He's done more oh. than that. He's kicked a magnificent kick. The long arms of Barry Round go up. And Dennis Carroll scores his first goal. And the Swans ninth. 9-12-66 Swans. Collingwood 3-9-27. That was an excellent kick for goal by Carroll. That ball's travelled all of 75 metres. And uh, as uh, Gareth mentioned, he's a very talented player, Carroll. Uh, who's playing on him now? Barham was on him earlier on. Is uh, Barham still over on that side of the ground? Or no, he's he... down here. He's uh, back. So, he uh, miles, probably. Miles, miles over there, yep. Miles playing on him. No, it was an excellent kick by Carroll. From the bounce, it's fellows of Beecroft doing the rucking for the Swans. Comes down to Miles. Piet knocks it away. Goes after it. It's kicked away for Collingwood uh, by Smith back towards the wing. Love it up. He uh, has the ball tapped away from him. Morewood scouts well. That's Paul Morewood up to centre half forward. Big thump away uh, by Smith. Comes down towards Graham Allen. Nisham is in there. Umpire Howe says Graham Allen was uh, not able to get rid of the ball fairly and he will bounce it. The ball is in the square with the Swans into attack. Ball between the centre circle and centre half forward. All, uh, all swans at the moment. Beecroft rucking. Nice tap away though by Fellows. Fashuni controls it very cleverly. Left foot screw back in towards centre half forward. Taylor up. Drops the mark. On the burst. Tony Maud. Full head of steam. Left foot snap it open. Goal. Through. Goal. Beautiful piece of play by Tony Morwood. Oh, he took that ball with a full head of steam. He wasn't going to miss. He burst his way through. And just coolly with a left foot made sure he put it through. And it went... Right through the centre, so the Swans move to 10-12-72, Collingwood 3-9-27. The Swans by 45 points at the 21-minute mark of the second term. Playing with a lot of confidence, South Melbourne now, and that was displayed then when uh, Morwood just burst his way through the pack and uh, ran in and kicked what was relatively then become an easy goal. Chance here for Fellows at the centre bounce. He punches it up, but the advantage goes to the Swans as it's knocked forward by Beecroft. Straight in the arms of centre-half back for Collingwood. Peard as he kicks it out wide, but it's all Swans. Three Swans players to no Collingwood players. Hackley with it now. One bounce. Puts it up towards the half-forward flank for the Swans. Pack of players comes in. Chance for Williams. He drops the ball. In there is Reese Jones. Williams falling on the ball. And umpire Robinson will come in and bounce. Everything that's... Every time the ball goes up on that Collingwood forward line, it's repulsed. Back onto the Swans forward line. Barry Round with a chance again. Gets a hand pass over his head. Williams with it for, for Collingwood. Knocks away two Swans players. But again, it's back to the Swans. Greg Smith 
Dummies get the hand pass across to Winbacks. He's tackled, gets rid of the ball. Fasuni gets a push in the back. Great play for Sunni as he kicks the ball over his head, further up into the forward pocket. Chance here for the Swans again. Great hand pass. There's a snap there for goal by Wayne Carroll, and it hits the post. And every time the Swans touch the ball, they look like they want to do something with it, and they're going to do something with it. Bernie Evans in the hands of two trainers, as Pitt, uh, Stewart rather, finds a teammate out there at half-back on the uh, outer side underneath the main scoreboard in Ania. Ania plays the ball back towards the wing position. Beecroft up, spoils, through comes Carter. They stop me if they can. He says he has a long shot in towards goal. Barry round up, and it's through for a goal kicked by Carter. No free kick to Stewart. The ball bounced through. Umpire Robinson says Barry round infringed on Stewart, and a free kick will go to the Magpie defender. What a beautiful kick by Carter. It went from the point of the square. This is Stewart. Another beautiful kick from inside the kickoff area, back to the point of the square. Carter takes the ball, drives it back in towards full forward, two out, Stewart and around, the ball bouncing, and it bounces across the line, and out of bounds beside the behind post, right forward pocket for the Swans, who are 10-13-73, Collingwood 3-9-27. They might have just given that uh, last behind uh, to the Swans. Let's just uh, check that as Gareth takes over. As the ball's thrown in, Bellows in front, taken by round. Collingwood gets a kick out, but safely into the arms. Well, not safely as far as Collingwood's concerned because it's little Stevie Wright, and Stevie Wright is only 35 metres out on a 45-degree angle. And on Tuesday night, the Swans thrashed South Fremantle, and they're doing the same job again here on Sunday against Collingwood. They're making Collingwood look very average performers as Stevie Wright's kick is wide. One behind is the result, and the Swans continue to do all the attacking 10-13-73, question still on that score, either 10-13, 10-14, and Collingwood 3-9. It doesn't really make any difference because the Swans are well on top here, nearly 50 points advantage as the kick-in comes in and the ball is rushed over the boundary line and will be thrown in again. Half-forward line for the Swans. The Swans, as they have been for most of the day, in attack. Ball is tapped down to Williams, who takes it away for the Magpies. He plays it back towards the wing. It's bouncing close to the boundary line and bounces over for a throw-in. It is 10-14-74, Swans to Collingwood, 3-9-27. A 47-point lead of the Swans at the 20-minute mark. Miles is off the ground for Collingwood. And I would imagine that Dalkin would be the interchange player. Yes, there he is. As the ball is tapped away towards Reese Jones, Paul Moorwood gets pushed over, comes out to Winbanks. The ball is held to him. Says umpire Howe, who couldn't have seen because uh, Winwood was Winbanks was facing us, and uh, Peter Howe is on the other side of David Winbanks. Ball is bounced, grandstand wing. Little Wally Lavitt runs across in front of the umpire, who hesitates to bounce. Braddy thumps the ball across the line and out of bounds for a throw-in, and it's directly below our commentary position. Score at the Sydney Cricket Ground: Swans 10-14-74, Collingwood. 3-9-27. Collingwood the goalless so far as the ball is palmed out of Stevie Wright. He got one uh, where it hurt a little bit. The hand pass from uh, Banks intercepted and pushed across the line and uh, out of bounds for throwing. So the ball bottled up uh, below our commentary position. Barongal stands side. Beecroft rucking. Kick off the boot of Aeneas Smothered. Knocked forward by Worthington but straight to Winbanks who kicks up the centre half forward. 
Going the same way as the football was Tony Morwood. Oh, beautiful knockout of the pack to Fashuni going goalward. He with a full head of steam up, just hand passes over to Barry Round who turn rounds and kicks his fifth goal. Cool, calm, calculating play by Fashuni. And I'd say Wayne Carroll or Greg Smith on the bottom of that pack. No, Wayne Carroll it was because Fashuni goes up and says, thank you, Wayne Carroll, because he beautifully knocked that ball out. Barry Round kicks his fifth. And the Swans go further ahead to the consternation of the Magpie supporters. Swans 11-14-80, Collingwood 3-9-27. Well, we know one thing now, Graham, and that is that Collingwood are in their rightful position on the league ladder. Last to second last. They're, uh, they're playing like that today as again the Swans come out through Stevie Wright. A chance here as Swans Carroll with another snap towards ground towards goal, Barry Round getting in front of his opponent in Craig Stewart but to no avail as the ball rolls over the boundary line, 10 metres around from the Swans point post and again they're back in attack as they have been all day Barry Round getting into position, knock out there chance here for Fasini, ball knocked along the ground, again the Swans Barham with it however for Collingwood as he kicks up towards Taylor and Michael Taylor will take the mark for Collingwood. He decides to play on to Graham Allen. Allen up towards wing. And the ball knocked away by Paul Moore. Reese Jones in it. Gets the hand pass away. But Shark there by Taylor. Good pay, Taylor, as he gets it across to Barham. Barham goes for a dash. Gets one bounce. Gets a long hand pass across to Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw with a long kick towards the goal square. Graham Tuesdale all on his own. And the Magpies score their first goal for the quarter. The Magpies score a goal through Graham Teasdale, former Swan, and they creep a little closer, perhaps we might say. I guess they are getting closer, but it's a long way to go. 11-14-80, the Swans to Collingwood, 4-9-31. We've played 28 minutes in the second quarter, 4-9-33. Correction, Graham. Good play by Ricky Barham and most unselfish play by Tony Shaw then to get the ball up to Teasdale who was left unattended and had no trouble goaling. Taylor in the centre, Williams at half back now for the Magpies and from that bounce uh, Wes Fellows who's doing the ruck work at the moment for the Magpies with Teasdale at full forward has got the free and that is Barham picking himself up off the deck a fair way behind play. Collingwood players uh, faking for a free kick. Reese Jones goes uh, down and that was the square off. Thank you very much. And he's holding his head. And so Rich Jones will pick himself up off the deck after getting a free kick. Very friendly out there between the two wingmen. And it's David Rich Jones with the South Melbourne's acting runner, Ronnie Thomas, uh, going in. And, and the... Ricky Barham going in to tell him why he did it. Thank you. And uh, Rod Carter takes the uh, penalty. Drives the ball just back towards Braddy. Over the back of the pack to Rayburn for Collingwood, but he's kicked clearing towards the members' wing. Yeah. Is cleverly trapped by the cool customer, Browning, up towards uh, half forward. Wright uh, tried to keep the ball in play, couldn't quite do so. Helped over the line by Anir. Boundary throw in right below our commentary position. 29 minutes second term, 80 to 33. The Swans well in control. Grabbed by Beecroft, strong play. Nice third string Ruckman up towards half forward, McCormack and Wayne Carroll. The ball is tapped across the line and out of bounds for a throw in at right half forward for the Swans, who are 11 14 80, Collingwood 49 33. The Sydney trip is starting to become a bit of a nightmare for the Magpies. One goal in the second quarter, and they're really struggling because the Swans have ported on. They've picked six, comes off to West. Tony Shaw gets a left footed 
Snap up at the ball, kicked up towards the pack of players. In there is Anir. He gets a push in the back as well as a hold. Oh. And we'll take a free <laughs> kick. And Dave oh, there again. No. Threads all over Worthington. Umpire Robinson has a, has a few words to Stevie Wright, who was in there as well. And 15-metre penalty will be taken by John Anir. Anir, a good player in the first quarter for Collingwood. A bit quieter in this second quarter, as have most of the Collingwood players been, as he gets the ball up towards the half-forward line, but taken by Max Cruz. Cruz, a good player in defence for this in the second quarter for the Swans. Kicks the ball into the tack, half-forward flank on his own. Misses the ball, Mark Williams is a snap for goal again by Wayne Carroll. Just bounces wide, an opportunity there for Carroll. He was steady, could have kicked the goal, but unfortunately for him, for half-time here at the Sydney Cricket Ground and the scoreboard shows the Sydney Swans well on top. 11-15-81 the Swans to Collingwood 4-9-33 so it's a 48-point lead at the half-time interval by the Swans. Goal kickers for the Sydney Swans, Brownlow medalist and new full forward Barry Round five goals, two to Wayne Carroll and one each to Dennis Carroll, Tony Morwood, Stephen Wright, and Paul Morwood. For Collingwood, and they're easy to pick. Two to Anir, one to Teasdale, and one to Worthington. So that half-time score again, the Swans, 11-15-81 to Collingwood, 4-9-33. And for some uh, thoughts on the first half, former Richmond and Port Melbourne star, and uh, ABC Australian football commentator in Sydney, John Caulfield. Well, half-time we see uh, South Melbourne with, a, with an advantage of uh, something like uh, eight goals at this point of time. And it's hard to see where they're going to, uh, to let this lead fall away. With South Melbourne, they've had good players all over the ground. Uh, they've won in the rucks. Their little men have run onto the ball. When I say their little men, I mean specifically young Stephen Wright. I mean Bernie Evans and also um, Fashini, who's played extremely well. Their half-back line has been extremely solid. Their full-back line has been solid. Players that have shown out are Browning. Browning would probably be close to the best man on the ground at the moment. He's continually driven South Melbourne into attack and he's given the forwards many, many opportunities. What do you say about Collingwood? Well, Collingwood are in the doldrums at the moment and that's seen by their uh, play uh, out here at the Sydney Cricket Ground today. Not taking anything away from South, but uh, unfortunately for Collingwood, they seem to, to lack any sort of momentum. Uh, they have very few good players on their forward line at this point of time. And also they're struggling around the packs. The one exception possibly is Tony Shaw. Tony Shaw's worked hard during the first and second half to try and pull Collingwood back into this game, but all to no avail. In the first quarter, Collingwood had, had forwards in young John O'Neill, who performed extremely well, but he, he was blotted out of the game in the, in the second quarter, which left them very little in attack under which they could go forward and possibly score goals. On the other hand, South Melbourne on their forward line, they've had the luxury of being able to use Barry Round at full forward. He hasn't had a run on the ball at this particular point of time. Their run on the ball 
um, the big bloke Barry Beecroft. They've also run Rod Carter on the ball and Steve Allender. Um, this has paid off for them and it's meant that uh, the Collingwood backs have had their work cut out trying to contain Barry Round, who incidentally has kicked five goals to date and also, I think, on one occasion hit the post. This third quarter, I think that South are going to go on with this game. They've got their confidence up. It's interesting to note that uh, players such as Greg Smith, who traditionally has played as a ruck rover or as a halfback, is playing in the centre. And uh, I noticed that um, young Mark Williams was moved out of the centre, um, away from Smith, who's, who's tended to dominate that position for most of the game. I don't see where, uh, where, what Collingwood can do to get back into this game. They must move the ball quickly. Uh, it was noticed that Gareth Andrews mentioned uh, prior to the game starting that they lack pace. This has been very visual, and it's not only that, but it's the South Melbourne small men that when Collingwood do get the ball are prepared to tackle them very hard and, and on most occasions are catching them in possession. Um, let's see. I hope that for, for the sake of all the people that have turned up here today that... Uh, that this game doesn't become a one-sided event because it was note, it was interesting to note that uh, during the Essendon South Melbourne game two weeks ago, I think of the ten games that have been played here in Sydney, that was the closest game. And I must admit it uh, it brings the Sydney people to life, and I think it also creates the uh, the sort of enthusiasm that one would like to see um, adopted at the Sydney Cricket Ground, and that is that similar to uh, to, to a, a match played uh, down in Victoria. But let's hope that uh, Collingwood can do something in the second in the second half of this game in order to uh, make it at least a uh, an interesting spectacle spectacle for all those people that have turned up uh, at this ground today. And I'd say that this would be the uh, the best crowd that we've had uh, to date this year. Comments uh, at half time from John Caulfield. I certainly would agree with that, John. And. Uh at half time, it's a 48 point lead to the Swans 11 15 81 to Collingwood 4 9 33. Gareth, you haven't seen uh, either side this season, but uh, by Jingo, you'd have to be pretty disappointed with uh, the way uh, the Magpies have uh, played on what uh, you would have seen in previous seasons. Well, they've really fallen away at the side, right? It's uh, a big disappointment. It must be a terrible frustration for Coach Tommy Hayden. under a lot of pressure at the moment, and um, if your coach is under pressure, it usually brings out the best in the players. And unfortunately for Collingwood, there's uh, not much ability or skill there at the moment. And question mark as to whether Collingwood can come back into this game in the second half. Well, there's an old saying, if you uh, have to uh, pull up your socks and you haven't got any socks, well, um, Collingwood at the moment just don't seem to have the players. A lot of the new players, and for the first time I'm seeing today, a lot of new young players in the Collingwood side. And a lot of the criticism of Collingwood and from uh, ABC commentator, a man who's been very critical because he loves the club, Lynn Thompson, who's not with us today, but Tomo's been very critical of Collingwood and particularly their recruiting. Well, just looking at the game here today, you can quite understand his criticism because every single criticism that has been thrown at Collingwood over the last year or two as to their style of play and the players they have recruited is really is shown in full measure here today because they have not got the side to play modern day 1982 style football. The Swans have and that's been the big difference between the two sides whereas the Collingwood have been a um, bedraggled, 
flat-footed side the whole of the game. The Swans have been an enthusiastic team. And the big difference, again, mentioning that I haven't seen Collingwood, I also haven't seen the Swans this year. And this is the most interesting point as far as the Swans have been concerned, is the turmoil that they went through over the summer has somehow brought this team together. And they really are playing as a team. Players who a year ago were really hardly known in, um, in VFL football ranks have suddenly become household words. They're enjoying it and they're going to not let the opportunity slide to make bigger names of themselves. And I've mentioned the word team and that's how they've played because every time they go near the ball there are two and three and four players for the Swans and I noticed just one incident along here where, Colin, where the Swans almost created a goal out of nothing because players were prepared to dive on the ball. I saw similar opportunities here today when Collingwood was near the boundary line. They were just happy to let the ball run out of bounds. They just didn't want any part of it. But this time, the Swans dived on the ball. Reese Jones, desperate play. And the example is set by players such as Reese Jones, followed by his teammates. The, the grit and determination of the, the, of the smaller men in Evans and, and Stevie Wright and to have a man up on the full forward line like Barry Round, well, they are certainly a balanced side playing with a lot of enthusiasm. And um, one player who I haven't mentioned, I'd like to mention, is Mark Browning, because he is the master. I think in the first half, as far as best on the ground, I'd have to give it to Mark Browning, because he's always made such beautiful position. And the way he uses the ball, every time he gets a kick, it's worth two kicks, because he always kicks it to a man and he's been the, the player who's held firm on that um, in the defensive role for the Swans. They're looking pretty good at the moment as they lead by 48 points in the second half. And really, sadly enough for the crowd, I see no way they can come back into this game, the Magpies. Half-time score here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. It's 11-15-81 Swans to Collingwood 4-9-33. We're very uh, pleased to have at uh, ABC Sports microphone to... Uh, uh, air his uh, knowledge uh, on football, the director of the Sydney Swans, Sir James Hardy, and uh, Sir James, you'd be obviously very happy with uh, the way the game's gone in the first half. Yes, terrific. Thanks, Graham. Terrific. I think Barry Round, uh, uh, just a great captain's game, and the, he's kicked four, might be five goals, is it? It's just uh, inspires all the team. I'm, I'm sure that... Uh, they play as a team, as you've just been mentioning. It's, it's a pleasure to watch them this year. How uh, do you think, uh, overall, Sydney has uh, responded to the fact that the Swans are here and playing in the VFL competition, and uh, obviously that appears as if they're going to be here to stay? Well, I think it's excited a lot of people, and uh, it disappoints me a bit to hear some people uh, saying that it takes crowds away from this uh, code or that code. I think the opposite. I think that the amount of publicity that the Australian football has received has excited all the other codes. I think rugby league are getting more uh, people at the grounds and uh, rugby union. I, I think that it's just great for more people playing the game. I think it's great. You, uh, as well as being a director of the Swans, are a president, I believe, of the Sydney Australian uh, football competition. Do you think that uh, the local competition here is going to benefit by having the Swans playing every uh, second week at the Sydney Cricket Ground? I think so. Just at the, at the moment, uh, all the attention is focused on the Swans, but it won't be long before some players come out of the Sydney Football League. And fellows like Ricky Quaid, he's from the Riverina, and 
Greg Smith is a Sydney player, and I think there are other young Sydney players that would love to play for the Swans. Obviously, uh, it's important uh, to the success of the Swans playing here to be successful, and uh, they're doing the right thing. Uh, they're a little unlucky to lose the last game, but uh, you know their record has been pretty good, and their style of football is exciting too, and obviously they've got great crowd support. They have, haven't they? I think that's it. And uh, this arena, while it mightn't be quite long enough, for 18 players, it gives them more room to move. I think it's. I think the code looks great on a round oval. Well, if we could just uh, such a thing. <laughs> put your other hat on for a moment. I read in the Melbourne Press uh, during the last week that the 1983 Admirals Cup selection trials are going to be held again uh, in Port Phillip Bay. Do you think that's uh, going to be a good thing in the light of uh, our disappointing effort last year? Yes, well, I, I think Victoria, Port Phillip and Bass Strait offer the best... Uh, venue for trialling Admiral's Cup because it does have big tidal currents through the heads and a little similarity to the English Channel. Uh, I hope that we get enough uh, uh, good yachts down there this year. Last time uh, it was a bit too calm and uh, I think that the boys weren't battle tested as it were. They got to England and just fell apart a bit. And how are um, the challenges that you've heard of uh, going forward? It's a big year because next year, of course, is another America's Cup challenge. Can you see Australia making a, a bit more of a claw to get that cup out of the New York Yacht Club? Well, uh, at the moment, there are eight, uh, eight challenges, which includes three from Australia, one from Victoria, one from New South Wales, one from Western Australia, and one from Canada, Italy, France, Sweden, and England. So. If they all make it, I doubt whether all the eight will get to Newport, Rhode Island, myself, Graham, but if they do, that's the sort of preparation we need. We need a bit of blood on the deck, as it were, to prepare ourselves for, against the Americans. How are you going to cope next season when the Swans are playing football here and you'll be uh, possibly involved in a fair bit of yachting as well? Well, John Bertrand has been the Victorian, is named as the skipper, and he's a professional. I'll be happy to just uh, support him and... Uh, I won't need to uh, train unless something unforeseen happened. Okay, Sir James, thank you very much for joining us here at ABC Sport and uh, airing your knowledge on both yachting and uh, football. It's been a pleasure to have you here and let's hope the Swans continue to have great success in Sydney. Thanks very much. Well, I hope they keep the second half up as, as well as they played in the first half. Fine. Uh, Sir James Hardy talking to us at half-time here at the Sydney Cricket Ground with the Swans 11-15-81 leading Collingwood 4-9-33. I mentioned the name Stan before. Stan Waits, the president of the Collingwood Cricket Club, who just so happens to be the Swans solicitor, has uh, joined us in the box. And uh, Stan is a Collingwood football supporter as well as uh, being the Swans solicitor. Stan, uh, as a Magpie supporter, who's followed them for so long and played cricket for them uh, over the years uh, with great distinction, you'd be pretty disappointed with the way the Magpies have gone both today and so far this season. Yes, it's uh, certainly disappointing today. I thought today they they, they would have improved uh, uh, on performances of the past couple of weeks, but it isn't to be, and South are to be given credit for that. They're a very talented side. Far more talented than I thought they were. Well, it's amazing to me, Stan, that you know Collingwood could go from the last three grand finals to be, uh, at the, this stage, appearing to be contenders for the wooden spoon. OK, they've had a lot of injuries, but there just doesn't seem to be any spirit there, does there? No, it's a, certainly an attitude thing. Uh, I know with my contact with some of the players, both uh, personally and professionally, that uh, they just seem to be having trouble whipping up enthusiasm.